Welcome or welcome back to the Back to School Blitz series of the Joy Living Home podcast. This is part three, and we're going to talk about getting your kids' closets reset for the new school year. If you don't have kids starting a new school year, you may want to listen because some of these tips will also work in your own closet if you just want a refresh of your own closet before the fall season starts up. I... (laughs) I have to apologize. My intention was five straight days in a row for this back to school blitz, and I missed yesterday. If you were in my group, you know why, because I managed to get on Facebook long enough to just say, hey, pause in the podcast series because I'm off to take my kid to his college apartment. That's about all I got done yesterday. (laughs) So I have this feeling of like having bit off more than I can chew because I was trying to start this series in the midst of sending two back to two different colleges and two unfurnished apartments, one starting school. I had an unplanned family trip. My mom's been sick lately. It just feels like a lot right now. As most people, when they've bit off more than they can chew, they kind of take a pause, get it together, and sort of start again. Not me. I'm just going to take another bite. (laughs) Just going to keep rolling. And I'm sure... You all are shaking your heads going, I relate, because this is what we do. We just keep shoving food in there and hoping we'll figure it out. So that's where I am. But anyway, I am still making every effort to not just talk about this series, but to participate in it. If you're in the group at bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity, you saw a little bit of work on the mudroom. The mudroom itself looks great, uh, mostly because it's three-fourths empty. (laughs) maybe two-thirds empty, because I emptied it, cleaned it, put a third of it back, and then walked away to concentrating on getting the stuff to college. Yep, my kitchen now looks like a bomb went off. I also know you get that. So I'm just going to keep trying. That's all we can do. Keep at it. Today, though, is going to be all about the closet. And this is still something I need to do because the kid we took to college... This was trip one of two because it was an unfurnished apartment. We had a little more to do than the normal move into a dorm room that's already furnished. And it's nice to have a safety net knowing that there would be a second trip. But sometimes that safety net is more harm than it's worth because there are so many things that were forgotten. It felt really, really chaotic because I think in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I, I don't have to work, try that hard. I don't have to be that organized. I don't have to worry that much because we'll be down again. Like I just, this is my third kid moving them into college. It's not like it's a brand new thing. And maybe because it's the third, I'm like way too laid back about it. But my first two are very minimalistic. My first two are very organized. My first two, there was a lot of sort of stress just about this new chapter and the anxiety that went with it. And, and this kid is like, yeah, whatever. And as his mom, I'm like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so the two of us who are both fish brains just drove my poor monkey brain husband up a wall yesterday. But we did get a lot done. But there were so many things forgotten. And so I'm going to go ahead and talk through this closet thing because we have yet to touch a single item of his clothing and make sure he's going to have what he needs. So it's good for me to talk it through. I will still go through the exercise and I'll try and pop some video over there on the group so that y'all can see exactly what I'm doing in his room to try and organize this. So let's talk about it. Let's dig into the closet. Yeah. Thanks for always, you know, 
being kind and encouraging when I am also going through the same stuff you're going through. All right. Goals when we need to reset a closet. One, we've got to inventory what's in there. Are the sizes right? Sort of like style-wise, do they even like it anymore? Rips, tears, donate, whatever. Like we're just, we're doing the basic inventory of what do we even have. Simultaneously, we're making a list of where we're noticing deficits. We're trying to get rid of any extra stuff that even if it might be perfectly good stuff, we just know they're not wearing it. We want our goal to be the most minimal closet possible because we all only wear like 20% of our clothing anyway. It's just easier if you know everything in your closet is something you love and that fits well and doesn't have holes or stains or rips or whatever. So that is our goal. That's when we're, we're setting in there and we're like, yes, you know, here's where we get tripped up. We make every excuse as to why it's not a good time to start. Well, there's clothes all over the floor that need folded first and there's clothes in the hamper and there's clothes in the wash and there's If you are waiting for the perfect time, clothes are something that are never 100% caught up because we're always wearing the next thing that's getting dirty. Use that as your timer to race against. Gather up all those clothes that need washed, start them in the washer and say, by the time the washer ends, I want to have everything sorted that's still hanging there. It's really actually great because the stuff that's dirty is the stuff we wear the most. So it allows us to have a more discerning eye against what's still sitting in the closet or in the drawers because it means we haven't been wearing them. Now, obviously, there's like a weather issue. Like it was 98 degrees yesterday when we were moving people in. So yes, you may have some absolute favorites that are fall winter wear. I get that. But it allows you to definitely have a more discerning eye of the t-shirts and the shorts and the things that you haven't been wearing, even though we're mostly through a summer. Use the washer as your timer. Then I like to go ahead and pre-sort everything out by type. So I just I have a pile of all the t-shirts. I have a pile of all the shorts. I have a pile of all the pants. I have a pile of all the long sleeve shirts, the dress shirts. I just start segmenting things because one, it allows you to see the inventory as a whole. If you just jerk everything out and dump it into a big pile on the bed, it's going to feel a little more overwhelming. So if you're pulling stuff out anyway, it doesn't have to be neat, beautiful, wonderful stacks, but just stacks of the different types of clothing. That's baseline to start. And again, race against the washing machine. If the washing machine isn't done yet and you manage to pull everything out from dressers and closets and you have it all you know, sorted on the bed, then go and get yourself a donation trash bag. Go and get yourself an empty box that will function as a donation box in the closet going forward. Make sure you have your phone with your notes app or a paper and pencil where you can jot down what you know is missing. Take care of that right away. All right. Once you have all that done, my goal, and I get this question all the time is, well, I want my kid involved and they get so irritated and they wear out and they don't want to try all the things on and no kid does. No kid wants to be sitting there with you like, hey, let's clean out your closet. Like it's some fun day at an arcade. <laughs> it's, it's not something they relish. So once you've got everything sorted, Bring the kid in and say, look, I only need you to try on one of each item and then I'm going to release you. I can set a timer. I'm betting this is going to take us less than 10 minutes. They will be like, "Uh, 
You can even go 10 minutes with me. You can go watch a 30-minute show. Whatever. Not big on bribing, but you get what I mean. Reward them with the fact that they worked with you. Anyway, your call. Not telling you how to parent. Um, But when you get them in there, have them try on a pair of shorts, a pair of pants. It can be even a pair of like casual pants and a pair of dress pants. A long sleeve shirt and a regular t-shirt. Maybe a hoodie because hoodie fits are weird. If you're not one of my U.S. listeners, our sizing is so messed up. It's not like I can walk into a client's household and they're like, oh, I have a seven-year-old and she wears size seven. And so anything that's not a size seven, please take care of. You can have stuff that's from a size four to a size 12 and it still fits the kit. It's so messed up. I wish there was more uniformity in clothing for adults and children. But regardless, once you've had them try on an item or two of each type of thing, release the kid (laughs) and then use that article to hold up against the others, particularly with pants. You need to know right away if the length is right, if your kid's shot up a few inches, and then you can just go, this one fit or this one was too short, and you look for the ones that might or might not work. Reserve the right to call them back in when you get it down to just a few, just to double check, whatever. But don't make them try on every single item as a way to decide. You you can make some decisions. And if you're not sure and you want to save it, this is what that donation box that I would love to have you live in your closet with your kid is for. They're getting dressed one morning for school and they pull on a pair of pants and they're way too short. Tell them to throw them in that box and grab the next pair. Don't let them throw them in the hamper because they don't know what to do with it (laughs) and they don't want to hang it back up and they don't want to wear it that day and it ends up on the floor and you think it's dirty or they don't want to think about it and they throw it in the hamper and it just keeps cycling through the wash as a clean pair of pants over and over again that is never worn, but you keep washing it for some reason and you know I'm right there. So keep some sort of bin in the closet And tell them anytime they're getting dressed, if they find something, and this is good for you too, if you find something that you're like, I just realized that I've put this same shirt on four different mornings this month and I keep taking it off. There's something about that shirt that is not fitting right or doesn't feel good or is awkward or whatever. Just drop it in the donation bin. Save yourself the angst of thinking you have too many clothes and yet nothing to wear by getting rid of the things that you just know you're never going to wear. Same with your kid. Don't berate. Well, this is a perfectly good skirt. I just bought this for you a month ago. You liked it in the store. Yes, all of that is true. But if they're not actually going to wear it, it's just existing. Let's let's let that go. (laughs) There's no reason for clothes to just exist in anybody's closet. Your job is to weed it out as best as possible. Really think about how many things they need. I am telling you when I get, particularly in my ADHD kid closets, they are so overwhelmed by an excess of choices that the place is always a mess and always chaotic. And if you're like, But Joy, I have a lot of really nice clothes and they all fit my kid and I am not going to waste all of this. Fine. Minimize it to five bottoms, five tops for the school day. 
school week and a few extras here and there for the weekends and move all of the rest to a separate closet for a stretch if you can or a separate bin in a separate room if you can. Tell them where it is. If they get into their room and they're like, I hate all of these clothes, I'm not going to wear it. Give them permission to walk over to the guest closet and grab something out. When it's gone through the wash, put it back in their normal closet with their normal clothes because you know it's something they enjoy. But I'm telling you, the overwhelm is what gets these kids. So strip it down to the bare minimum, not as a way to be punitive, but as a way to be helpful. So you've evaluated what was left not in the wash. You've switched everything to the dryer. It's dry now. You can pretty much assume all of this is clothes they want to wear. If you want to bring them back in and just say, hey, this is all I'm keeping. This is all the stuff that I thought you might love. Just take a quick peek through here. If you're like, oh, mom, I don't like this. I don't like that. It only ended up in the wash because I threw it in the hamper. (laughs) Um, Give them a chance to get rid of a few more things if they're the right age. You can choose or not to choose to let them go through the stuff you were going to get rid of because some kids are in love with a shirt that's way too small or pants that are way too small and you need to make that decision for them. You know your kid better than I do, so you decide how much you want to involve them. But go ahead and get everything put away. Explain to them what the bin is for, for the I just don't like these clothes and I'm ready to donate them pile. And then have the hamper where the hamper is easily accessible in hopes that they get it in the hamper and not just close. Have hooks on the ready. There are so many times, particularly kids who like enjoy a sweatshirt or a hoodie, they're not going to get it back on the hanger. It's really not dirty enough to go back through the wash. Kids and hooks work. Give them a multi-layer hook on the back of their closet door where they can hang stuff that they're in the midst of. This is tough if your kid's short and your door is tall. <laughs> uh, maybe you can hook it lower on the wall on some sort of board or whatever or inside the closet, but those things are helpful. Even if it's a chair, if they have a nice size closet and you just are like, hey, anything you know you're going to wear again if you want to just throw it on this chair. Work with the way their brains work. Don't fight against it. When it comes to the dresser, you don't have to fold underwear. You don't have to fold silky slippy gym shorts you don't have to fold pjs if it's too much for you and it's too much for them and they are a digger anyway and they just want to dig 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 just drop it into the drawer if you have the lesser amount it moves around in there easy and it's not like you're cramming it in and creating really harsh wrinkles t-shirts i'm going to be super honest with you my whole life i've hung my kids t-shirts one because i don't love folding them Two, they're typically looking for a specific shirt with a specific decal. And if you don't take the time to file fold them like Marie Kondo style, they can't tell which of the six red shirts they have has the decal they want on it. So they start digging and the drawer ends up as a mess anyway, where if they're all hung up on hangers, they glance at the red shirts, they can see the one with the right decal, they whip it off the hanger and they go. Speaking of hangers, never, ever, ever, ever get those non-skid velvet hangers for your kids. Those are counterproductive for the way your kids will put clothes on and off of hangers. Trust me on that one. They're horrible. They were designed for women with very silky shirts. Should be no other reason to use those dang things. (laughs) Yes, I have a bias against them, but trust me on that one. And then once you 
have worked your way through it all and everything's put away, like be excited that you're set, have your list of the things you still need and go try and have a fun shopping trip of it and build in a stop at some ice cream or something. Just have fun with the chance to spend that time with your kiddo. So anyway, I hope that's helpful, whether you use it for your kids, for yourself, just that reset. And then because you have that box in there, the effort to be able to see what doesn't fit and be able to just make the decision immediately so it doesn't become this overhaul every time you have to deal with it, it's really great. And honestly, if you're like, Joy, this the idea of doing a closet to this extent overwhelms me, then just make sure they have five outfits they like for Monday through Friday and let the rest happen as they cycle through their clothes. It's an option. It doesn't mean it's wrong if you want to do it that way. Oh, the other thing I was going to share is when my kids were elementary school age, so you all can decide whether this is worth it or not to you. I used to have one of those, um, those things that hung from the rack and they dropped down and it was like openings. It was like five holes. And I would just, with a clothespin, I would pin on a little tag board that would say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And under it, my kids in elementary school had like an art day and a PE day and a music day and a computer day and uh, whatever I'm forgetting day, library day. And what I would do is write that if they were pre-reading, I would do a little picture or whatever, but I would write Monday, art day, Tuesday, gym day, whatever, all the way down. And on a Saturday or Sunday, when things were a little less chaotic, we would fill the whole week of what they wanted to wear. And we would know like on gym day, make sure it's something you can comfortably run around in because they weren't changing clothes for gym in elementary school, making sure it was an outfit they were going to wear with comfortable tennis shoes. And on art day that you put in an outfit that you didn't, you weren't going to be sad if it got paint on it or glue on it or glitter on it or whatever. What was nice about that is if you're, you know, keeping tabs with all the emails the teachers are sending and you're like, on Thursday, we're going to wear red because we have a field trip and all my class wears red. You could pre-load those buckets for your Monday through Friday. And then it wasn't like Thursday morning, you remembered they were supposed to wear red and the only red shirt they have is in the bottom of the hamper and smells and is horrid. And now you're stuck because they have to wear red because it's a field trip and it's a safety issue. Pre-stacking those, if your mornings are chaotic and your mornings are a battle, take the time with your kid over the weekend to load those up and then you don't have to think about it the rest of the week. That was a lifesaver. And then if you do that with them through their elementary school years and you're like, hey, you're a middle schooler now, you know, I trust you to handle your own stuff. If you want to keep loading these, great. It's a great tool. If you don't, obviously that's on you. But if you're starting to change your clothes six times every morning before middle school and it's taking too much time, then yeah, we're going to go back and reinforce this. You know, you can choose how to use these types of tools to make their lives and your lives easier. So those are just thoughts. All right, before I jump off, just wanted to say in this whole vein of biting off more than I can chew. If you have ever signed up for the Joy Loving Home newsletter, which is something you can do on the website, which is just joylovinghome.com, um, <laughs> you probably got a welcome. Thank you for signing up for the newsletter. And then it's been crickets. 
because I'm really great at big ideas and I'm not the best at follow through. But I finally composed my first joylovinghome.com newsletter. Uh, Don't expect, you know, rainbows and sunshine. (laughs) Like it's not going to change your life. But if it's something you're interested in, it is finally going to arrive. It is scheduled to send to you via email August 10th. I cannot stand when I sign up for an email and I get inundated with weekly or multiple weekly emails. It overwhelms me. It overwhelms my inbox. And I refuse to do that to anyone else. So my goal right now is once a month. My goal right now is to make them helpful, useful, worth your time worth your click to opening it, and hopefully maybe even a dialogue back and forth between you and I. So if that's something that interests you and you're like, oh yeah, I remember signing up for that. Hey, it's coming. (laughs) August 10th, if you haven't seen it, check your spam. If you're like, oh, I would sign up for that. That sounds like fun. Just go to joylovinghome.com and peek around. There's somewhere to sign up for a newsletter on there. I should have looked before I started podcasting, but I didn't. Anyway, I just wanted to shout out that and let you know it's there if you're interested. Okay, I'm going to stop until next time. Continue to choose joy.